Welcome to the Final Level Music Podcast. This week, we welcome Shane Kelly from the Pale Blue Moon Band to the podcast. Hello, Shane. You're live on the podcast. Hi, Ravel. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to speak to you. You as well. How's things at Captain Ireland? Oh, it's good here. Oh, it's good. Thank you. It's great. Uh, I was wondering, how's the pandemic affecting you and the boys getting together and practice? Yeah, it's had a big effect on on not just us, but on on, on almost every artist in the entertainment business uh, all over the world. I would say not just even in Ireland, but even even for us, we haven't been able to go into the studio. We had planned to go into the studio, and even as you say, rehearsals. Um, we haven't been able to get together because lockdown in Ireland has been quite severe and strict. So um, we just haven't had that opportunity. So we've actually been engaging with each other and writing. Um, using whatever technology we can, you know, a lot of video calling and, and working our way around it that way. So we haven't stopped. We're, we're continuing to write and, and get ready for for heading back into the studio to do some more recording by the end of the year to, do, to get working on a new album. So we are still progressing in that way. So we don't let it stop us completely, but uh, but it is difficult, absolutely, yes. Difficult. What respect are you doing it remotely? Are you um, all playing together with your instruments? Uh, on a, a video to, uh, video teleconference? Well, no, it's it's more we, we, we what we do is we, we discuss what we want to do using video conferencing and then um, we would record individually ourselves at home in our own studios. We all have our own recording setups at home and then we share that with each other. So we kind of do it digitally and remotely. Um, so I would record some things and Jack, our guitarist, would record some things and he would send it to me I would work on what he's recorded he, and vice versa he would work on what i've done so ultimately we're, we're, we're still progressing all the time waiting for covid to pass over us and go away so then we're actually able to hit the ground running so we've still been using this time to, to produce new material and we'll be able to hit the studio uh hit the ground running in the studio when this is all over okay excellent there are some bands that are doing some live performances in the old drive-in theaters uh, is there such a thing in ireland Yes, and in fact, we were we were scheduled to to take part in one of those actually open air drive in um, theatre style uh, shows. Um, unfortunately, lockdown was became even more strict, and before the show could happen, the police actually intervened and said that we couldn't go ahead with the show. So unfortunately, we had to uh, not just us, but several acts going to be playing at the show. But the show had to be pulled due to health and safety, so it didn't happen. And it looks like they're not going to happen now because of the, the way the regulations are, particularly in Ireland. It's quite it's quite strict. Um, so it looks like that's probably not going to be an option. However, we are in the process of producing um, an online remote show that we're putting together. So this will be a, a live streaming of the band of Pale Moon playing. Uh, we hope to get that into production uh, middle of October. So we're, we're working on that at the moment. And will all of you be in one room playing or remotely playing for this live? Well, no, we'll actually, we'll actually be on a stage in one room, in a real stage, um, which will be, and we'll have um, cameras, several cameras in with us and sound equipment and it'll all be, it'll all be broadcast as live. So we'll be playing live. Uh, the only difference will be there will be no audience sitting in the room with us. The audience will be at home. So 
Everybody can tune in and watch us, you know, tune in via our website or tune in via our Facebook page. We'll be able to see us live doing the show. And we'll be putting out information about that in the next few weeks. Oh, that sounds excellent. Excellent. So regarding your new album, where are you getting your inspiration from? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, inspiration's everywhere, I suppose. Um, I, I, I personally draw a lot of inspiration from history because I'm particularly interested in two things. I'm interested in in science and history, um, particularly in, in, in uh, astrophysics, I'm really interested in, um, and I'm really interested in ancient history. So I, I, I bring those two things together, um, and those are the kind of ideas that I have floating in my head. So it's kind of, it's science and witchcraft all at the same time. So hmm. uh, that helps that helps inform what, what we're doing. So I suppose those are some of the elements that you put in your last video. Mm. Yes, you're right. Exactly that. I mean, I, I'm hugely interested in in history and the, you know, and, and also in, in in ideas like in horror and gothic, uh, vampiric kind of movies and stories and uh, all those kind of elements. So I like that dark, spooky, uh, spiritual side. Um, and I, and we, we we tried to bring that into the last video we did for Supernatural. Uh-huh. Which, uh, which, 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 um, which, which had a great was received uh, real positivity, and uh, we're about to shoot a new video, uh, probably in about a month's time, and it's going to be almost a continuation of of the supernatural video. It's a continuation of the story of sorts. Um, it'll be darker. It'll be a bit more scary, um, and it'll have a bit more uh, spookiness to it. And we're we're filming that on a on a on a on a seventeenth century uh, ship. Uh, this ship is in Dublin at the moment, and it's called um, it's called a coffin ship because this particular ship was used during the the eighteen hundreds by Irish people escaping the Irish famine to go to America, and they went on these ships. And this is one that survived all these years. And so we're, we're, it's a very spooky looking ship and it's fabulous. Oh, I didn't uh, steeped, know that. It's steeped in history. So uh, they call them coffin ships because most people who got onto them never survived the journey from Ireland to America. They either died on the way or the seas were so rough they just didn't make it. So uh, they were locally known by the Irish as coffin ships. But uh, they, they're steeped in history and they're very, very, very spooky and wonderful. So... Again, I'm able to kind of bring together kind of two things I'm really interested in. One is history. Um, I'm bringing together kind of the dark elements of gothic gore and, and, and stories. So we're putting all that together. And there might even be vampires in it. So it's going to be fun and dark. Well, there's one song I particularly like quite a lot. Uh, when I met you in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, a few years ago, the Like I yeah. Do song, which I yes. still think and feel that it's uh, an undiscovered hit and it should be one soon. What was the inspiration for that song? Like I do, um, it was, it's, it's the, I suppose the story of the song is really, it's, it's, it's a love letter that's written to somebody, from somebody. So, and I'm, I'm being deliberately vague because it doesn't really matter who it is, it applies to anybody. It's really... Um, Universal. It's... It's a universal, exactly. Thank you. That's it's a universal theme, and it's 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 exploring that idea that uh, we all kind of get lost in, in in certain ways, and 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 you can become very isolated and alone in your own head, and it's it's kind of the the, the course being like I do, is an admission 
that I am the same as you. So even if you feel worried and scared and alone and a bit lost at times, so do I. And this is, that's why it's like I do, you know. Uh, so it's, it's, it's sung as if you're telling a story about another person, but then the chorus actually reflects back to the singer, to me. And it says like I do. So it's like you think you're telling a story about somebody else, but actually you're speaking about yourself, which is what we so often do in life ourselves. We, we project onto others how we are feeling ourselves. And um, it's, it's a natural, I think, a hum, human trait. Uh, so that was the inspiration for this for the particular song. Notwithstanding um, the, pub, the powerfulness of the lyrics, I also found that the sonic quality of the recording mm. was... Uh, uh, it's like analog. It makes you want to just listen to it over and over. It's so smooth and hypnotic. How did yes. you how did you get that type of a sound? And what well, engineer I did mean, you work what with? What we did is we simplified the sound. Um, and and if you look at it, it's a very it's a very it's a very simplistic basic song. And and we didn't overproduce it. I mean, there's there's one guitar track. There's one drum track. There's one bass track. I mean, nothing unusual there. But we didn't we didn't layer it with loads of keyboards and pianos and guitars. So there's not a whole lot going on. We, we deliberately left a lot of space in the song. So when you're listening to it, it's got this kind of spacey cleanliness about it. There's lots of room in the sonic, um, in the sound that you're that you're listening to. So I, it's to allow the listener to to actually almost feel like they're in the presence of the band playing. Like you're actually in the room, so. Well, the song did sound like an unplugged song, specifically like an Eric Clapton one, which I yeah. often um, can contribute your sound to uh, when you mm. look at listen to that specific specific song. I should say. Yeah, yeah, I understand sound. what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but it is. It, it's a stripped. It's a stripped back rock song, but it's not heavy at all. Mm. Uh, but it does. It get. It, it, what I wanted to. What we're trying to do at the time was to create a sound that was an immediate sound, had an immediacy. I wanted the, the I wanted the, the audience, the listener, to almost feel like when I was singing the song that I'm whispering it in their ear directly to them. And there's no distance between the, the listener and the band. And there's no space there. The space is in between all the instruments and the music to give it that kind of slick uh, sound that's kind of smooth and not cluttered. So I think... Your imagination can fill in the gaps perfectly. That's Jenny O'Connor, another Irish singer. She has uh, the this, this same type of um, impact with her singing as yours. Is that an Irish phenomenon or is this something you just happened? Well, I mean, I would never dare to compare myself to Sinead O'Connor. She's an absolute I, I angel. would, I would. Uh, I <laughs> I'm a bit biased, well, I mean, though. I, I, I think, I think the, the only thing we have in, uh, that I can say that we have in common is that we're both Irish and that's probably where it stops and starts. She's <laughs> an, an amazing wonderful talent and i've been always been extremely impressed by by all of Sinead's work i've seen her i've seen her sing live a few times and it's an amazing experience because she really has the voice of an angel what comes out of her mouth is just incredible and i would encourage anybody if you ever have an opportunity to see the lady sing go and do it okay great um, how about some funny things that happen on a road with you and the band that you can share? But keep in mind, we're a G-rated show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we've had a few funny things happen, all right. Um, and I will, I, I will censor this as I'm talking because 
it's not appropriate and, and my mother might be listening so uh, we, we, we have to be mindful of that and my children mother or, or my children <laughs> uh, well I mean one, one, one really interesting um, situation we found ourselves in a few years ago we were playing in London with um, uh, a huge friend, a friend of the band a guy called Shane McGowan and Shane McGowan used to be the front singer the lead singer the front man in a, an Irish band called The Pogues uh, multi-million selling uh, artist now they're wonderful and we were we were the same management at the time when we were on tour with Shane and his band at the time called the Popes and we uh, we were playing in a place called the Empire in Shepherd's Bush in London one of the biggest venues I'd ever played in and uh, it was so big that we were backstage getting ready to go on we were a sport band we would go on before Shane uh, and the place was full of I don't know, six to 8,000 people inside this place. It was amazing. It's like a really old-fashioned auditorium, gorgeous-looking place, with lots of red velvet everywhere um, and gold. But anyway, we, we were backstage, and the guys, the floor manager comes and bangs the door and says, right, guys, you're on now. And we're like, okay, where do we go? We, we, we walked out of our dressing room. It was just corridors and corridors and corridors and doors and doors and doors, and we had no idea where to go. Um, and this guy just presses a button, and, and, and the lift opens, and he says, okay, go in here. And he pressed the button, he stepped out, and the, the lift took off. So we were, we were like, okay, that's interesting. Um, so we're in this lift, the band, all of us together, you know, guitars, everything stuck up really, really high, squeezed into this little small uh, elevator. And I, anyway, so the elevator stops, and then the doors at the back of the elevator open. So we came in one side, and the other side opens. And when those doors opened, we walked out into complete blackness, darkness. And we were walking, kind of whispering to ourselves, going, where are we going? Where are we going? And we could see little bits of lights and computers on the side. And then I realized we were backstage. Actually, we were on stage. The lift in this uh, venue opened up onto the stage. So we had gone from our dressing room into an elevator, up, up a couple of floors, opened the doors onto the, onto the stage. And we were walking onto stage in darkness. And we didn't know, we were totally disorientated. I didn't know where I was. I didn't, at that point, I didn't know I was on stage because uh, all the lights are down, black, dark. And then you could hear the, the murmur and the, and, the, and the hustle and bustle of people talking and, and whispering. And then I realized to my left, there was thousands of people looking at us. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, we're on stage. <laughs> and, you know, eventually our drummer found his drum kit because it's black, dark. And we, we, we hadn't done a sound check, so we weren't familiar with the stage. Um, we just literally walked out to play, and um, I then figured out, okay, we're on stage. Uh, I found the microphone, and the guys plugged in their guitars, and then it was kind of, you know, hit the, hit the six, it was like a counting of four, and we started to play, and, and the lights came on, you know, and these full house lights come on, <laughs> and it's just a sea of people, about 8,000 people, six to 8,000 people, all staring at us, and we were so confused, I have to say it was a very spinal tap type moment, it was ridiculously silly. Um, but it was great, great fun. It was actually, it was hilarious. And the crowd uh, at that night, it was one of the best gigs, shows we've ever done because the crowd uh, really interacted with us and had a good time. We really had it, but it was one of our best shows. But that was a funny one, all right. And nobody got, nobody got hurt. So that's a safe story to tell. <laughs> oh my goodness, these things sound interesting. I hear so many back um, stage um, funny things that happen. In the yeah. music industry, some are definitely triple X, but this is also a good clean yeah. version as well. 
<laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of things you could, there's a lot of stories I could tell, but you would need a lawyer. So <laughs> That I, as I'm, well. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not, uh, so what happens on the road stays in the road. And yeah. Repeat, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you expect your album to be ready by November at the latest? Well, I mean, the, 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 the album, the present album, current album is out right now at the moment. It's called Pleasure Finding Things Out. That's out right now. It's in all all digital uh, stores everywhere, so you can find that online. Um, we're we're hoping to get, I'm hoping to get to the stu get into the studio to start work on a new album, probably end of November, hopefully start of December, that kind of time. So uh -huh. I would imagine that won't be out, that won't be done or ready to be released until first quarter of next year, really, and realist being realistic. And when do you think you'll be on the road again, performing live? I have no idea. That's the great unknown because of COVID. Um, nobody knows is the answer. Um, I mean, the success we had with our current album in Ireland, we went, you know, our, our singles went to number one, the album went to number one. So, so naturally, we got offers to play in lots of different places. And usually, if you're out and you release an album in any scenario, you're out promoting it. Uh, and particularly if the album goes number one, then you would be definitely out promoting it. And we were getting offers to play in lots of venues and offers to play at festivals. But of course, because of COVID, everything was cancelled. Some of those things were moved into 2021. Um, so we have, uh, you know, possibilities for 2021 around summertime. But it's still up in the air. We still don't know if, they, if those things will go ahead. It looks like they may not go ahead at this point. So... Some of the festivals that we, we were going to be involved in, they've actually said that they're moving everything to 2022. They're just skipping it, you know, they're skipping 2020, they're skipping 2021, they're going straight to 2022. Oh, because these things are extremely expensive to run, and if you don't get an audience in to pay it, then it's a huge loss-making activity. So so I think, I don't know what is the honest answer. I think we won't know on probably this time next year what's going to happen. So we're all... We're all hoping and praying, and I'm an atheist, and I'm, you know, I'm praying that we get a vaccine as soon as possible so we can, everybody can get back to life as we, we knew it pre-COVID. Well, I definitely agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Okay, Shane, this has been a very enlightening and educational look into the behind the scenes of the music industry, and we look forward to hearing your new album. Thank you for this interview, and stay well. Thank you, Ravel, and I really appreciate it. It's really good to talk to you. We must do it again sometime. Shall do. Take care. Okay, everyone, this concludes our interview with Shane Kelly. Stay tuned for the next Final Level Music podcast. Be well.